0: I love what I heard you say around batching effectively. So for me, I am so much more productive when I'm in the zone doing very similar things. So actually, you're so much better being on one Zoom call after another, after another, after another, because you're in flow instead of going, right, let me be in flow. Now let me do some admin and then jump to different creation tasks. Because we then pull ourselves apart from an energy perspective. So there's a few things there. It really does come down to are you actually getting the results that you want? Okay. That's what I'd be asking you. And Are you doing things in the way that actually does enable you to play to your best strengths and are they aligned to what your actual real goals are in your business?
1: Hello and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. On today's episode, I'm chatting to Osman Sharif, who's one of our speakers at Adventures in Marketing, happening in Edinburgh this Thursday. Osman calls himself the business owner's coach and works with established coaches, consultants and service providers, which I know a lot of you are. I'm excited to hear what words of wisdom he has for us all today. Before we hear from Osman, though, I need to tell you a bit more about Adventures in Marketing. It's a full day in-person event with an amazing lineup of professional speakers with interesting stories and super useful advice and experience to share. With only a couple of days to go now, head over to adventuresandmarketing.uk to snap up one of the final tickets so that you can join us. Pause the podcast for a moment, go and check out that lineup, and then cancel any of your other plans. We'd love to see you there. Now, on with today's episode, and it's time to welcome Osman Sharif to the podcast. Hi, Osman.
0: Hello, Nikki. lovely to be here.
1: Thank you so much for joining me. So we have never met in person... So I'm excited to hear more about what it is that you do. Can you please introduce
0: yourself to our listeners? I know I can't believe we've not met in person yet, but all that will change very, very soon. It will, it will. I am Osman. I am the business owner's coach, okay? And I work with established experts, so typically coaches, consultants, service providers, to basically help them to grow their business so that there's less chaos, less confusion, and they do it in a way that actually feels magical for them because it plays much more to their strengths and their personality.
1: Now, I'm I'm going to say bad. I know we shouldn't describe ourselves as bad, but I am bad for trying to cram too much into every single day. So this idea of calm instead of chaos is very appealing. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you work with people like me, basically? And what does that look like for them?
0: Yeah, definitely. So for me, I work with business owners that are ambitious. Okay? So there's lots that they want to make happen. They've got lots of ideas. They are taking action and they are getting results. But typically, they are still quite frantic in what they're doing. And often that's down to a couple of reasons. When you first start in business, you're typically an expert at what you do. And then you start and you go, right, I'm just going to do everything and anything to just get things happening, okay, to make money, to make things happen. And that could be good because there's lots of trial and error and just still taking action. But for me, the calmness comes when you actually can have that confidence around what's the right things for me to do? And what are the things that I can really happily say, thank you, but no thank you for me, because it's not actually really playing to, you know, my personality, my strengths, or even that's not aligned To what my goals are for this next period of time. So therefore, actually, I don't have to spend my time and energy doing that. So I can bring a bit more calmness and focus on the things that really will make the difference for me and my business. So that's why it's bizarre, because my sessions around productivity, and you might come on to ask me about it, but I'm not a productivity coach in terms of the tactics and, you know, maximizing your calendar. It's very much more about the, let's go right back to that point of what makes you, you, How do we do things so actually it flows better for you? You get the best results. We work on what's happening in here. And that's where we can have a lot more calmness, really.
1: So I'm listening to you and thinking, what if somebody thinks, like, I love doing all the things. (laughs) So I'll give you an example. This week, yesterday and today, I go to the gym very early in the morning. And sometimes I tag the coach in. And he said, Oh, how's your schedule today, Nikki? I get the fear when you tag me in and I look at your schedule and it's like, (laughs) ah. But, you know, I must have spoken to maybe 20 people on Zoom yesterday. Yeah. Some as groups, some individuals. I was doing market research for a client. That's my background. It's something I love to do. Spoke to more people in groups there, ran an online focus group, ran one of my membership (laughs) calls online in between. And then today I'm doing four back to back podcast episodes client meeting this morning. There's a lot going on, but I really enjoy all of that. But what I don't enjoy is feeling like there's no space in my calendar. So how do you kind of gently encourage someone to make that space while still making the most of the time that we've got here on this earth and doing fun things?
0: (laughs) So I'm very like you, Nick, in terms of, you know, my calendar is quite busy, but it's conscious in terms of what I am doing and how I choose to do things. So a few things. There's a couple of things around, you know, what are we choosing to do? Okay, are we trying to cram everything in to do, you know, like I need to do X, Y, and Z. And is that coming from a space, I'm not saying for you, Nikki, but a space of, of scarcity, like I need to do everything this month, okay? And I need to do everything this quarter, instead of actually going, right, what's my main priorities and focus area? So let's say, for example, if we get to a point point going, right, Nikki, you know, you're trying to go, actually, this man, I did a lot of things, but I was frazzled, probably didn't get the best results I could have because I maybe spread myself too thin. And actually, I'm now feeling quite jaded or a bit like, oh, here we go again. That's where there's an opportunity to then fine tune your journey moving forward. I'd be then looking at, right, well, what were the key things that you, you were focusing upon? Does it make sense for you to kind of like have that all at that one period? Or is there certain things that you can do that you go, yep, I could do that. It's really easy. But actually, I don't have to do all the Specific parts of it, that's where could I could potentially kind of, you know, outsource that element or collaborate with somebody that might have a different superpower. I love what I heard you say around batching effectively. So for me, I am so much more productive when I'm in the zone doing very similar things. So actually, you're so much better being on. One Zoom call after another, after another, after another, because you're in flow instead of going, right, let me be in flow. Now let me do some admin and then jump to different creation tasks because we then pull ourselves apart from an energy perspective. So there's a few things there. It really does come down to, are you actually getting the results that you want? Okay, that's what I'd be asking you. And are you doing things in the way that actually does enable you to play to your best strengths? And are they aligned to what your actual real Goals are in your business.
1: Oh, I love thinking about all this stuff. And I feel like the outsourcing bit is always evolving and always a work in progress, no matter how long you've been in business. Definitely.
0: But it's also about what season you're in, because I've seen people try and outsource things too quickly because they've not even figured out what they're doing. And therefore, it's like, well, how do you outsource something? You've not even, you know, like understood what you need or tested it out. So it's about recognizing here's what I do really, really well, and actually what's making the difference, and what can I then do? do to still get through my to-do list? Because I know what's on my to-do list, I've decided what's on it. And there's a reason for it. And if there's anything, as you reflect upon those questions, quite quickly, you might look at certain things going, why am I really doing that? Is that going to move the needles? Let me share one quick example with you, right? I had a client who is very much around relationship focus. That's very much kind of like me. And they were doing a launch of an event. And what they were doing is they had that list filled with, I'm literally going to do videos and X, Y, they had all this marketing that they were going to do. And you'll know this, right? And they were frazzled. And I remember going, okay, so who's this event for? What personal outreach have you actually done? This was an event that actually, it was like quite an intimate six person type of an event, from memory. It was about, definitely under 10. And so they spent all this time adding all this stuff to their plate which was good in one hand because they thought they were taking action. But what they forgot to recognize is most of their business up until that point has come from relationships, conversations. And when they actually just went, you know what, I just need a day away from doing all this other busy stuff, and they actually started to just reach out they jumped on a couple calls with some of their past clients people on their network they sold their event out without having all that busy stuff does that make sense so that's what I mean by if you actually recognize well what's my goal what's the best and the easiest way for me to potentially achieve that I'm not saying rest on your laurels and don't push yourself at your comfort zone but often we can actually recognize we're busy doing things but maybe not necessarily in the best way for us or the best way for our goal
1: and again like the outsourcing, that's a skill, isn't it? <laughs> that will evolve over time. You'll get better.
0: It does. I actually saw a post that came on Facebook and it was like 10 years ago. I was having a rant. I'm a mindset coach, but sometimes we still get, you know, in a rant. <laughs> and I remember saying, you know, oh, it's just easier for me, you know, like I try and outsource, but it's just easier for me just do it myself kind of thing. Right. And I remember looking back, I was like, what was I was trying to outsource? And I remember laughing and going, it's because I actually tried to get somebody to do that, that it just was not in their wheelhouse either. So as we go forward, it's not about the first time you do something and it's not work to go, I'm never going to do it again. It's about refining and going, okay, what's a better way and a smarter way. And that's where I recognize, you know, get somebody that's really good at that thing to do it. It makes life easier for you rather than maybe one person expecting them to be your, you know, mary poppins <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came into my head but you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean to try and kind of do everything for you <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and also listen to your gut yeah don't try and convince yourself that somebody is perfect yeah to help you with one particular thing if you know in your gut that actually they're not because we all know how that works out don't we
0: yeah totally because that's not fair on them and that's what for me i'm all about as you'll understand even from the way that I am different from, you know, other business coaches. I'm all about personality and it's about how do you spend as much time as you possibly can in what I call your entrepreneurial superpower, right? So I want to do that for me. I want to spend as much time doing things in the way that it feels magical for me, but I also want other people that I work with or collaborate with to spend as much time doing what's great for them. But this is where it becomes interesting. You know, what might be amazing and fun for me might be an idea of a nightmare for somebody else, right? So we need to find the people that (laughs) the things that are hard work or take you loads of time or it's just not in your skill set. but for them, it's just like, it's like, oh, I could spend day in and day out doing that because that's what makes me come alive. When you get that, and um, synergy together uh, real magic happens
1: yeah yeah and i feel like that every day looking at so i run my agency with my husband john and he is tech to the yeah. max <laughs> he loves it and most of the time i'm frustrated by it so that really rings true to me because I just look at him and think, wow, how can you A, do this and B, enjoy it?
0: Definitely. <laughs>
1: and I think he thinks the same about me sometimes. He's like, oh, you really like writing, don't That's weird. Oh, totally. <laughs> okay, so you touched on it briefly there about differentiating yourself. There are obviously plenty of coaches in Scotland and the rest of the world. So what do you do to stand out in the market?
0: So for me, I... I'm all about the business owner. That's why I'm the business owner's coach and not just a a generic business coach. So I do love business. I love helping people make money and make it easy and productive in in that way. But what really lights me up is actually working with that business owner who typically has been on this journey or gotten this journey because they had a dream, they've got ambition, right? But what happens often is it's up or down, Their mindset can often take a battering (laughs) as you go through. Their motivation can go up or down as well. So for me... I'm very much around. How can I be in the corner with that business owner to help them to gain that clarity, to help them to actually prove to themselves that they can make amazing things happen? And that's where it's about recognizing both real practical stuff about you know what are we doing on a day-to-day basis to grow our business, our strategies effectively, but really recognizing what's happening in our heads. And I started my business, you know, quick backstory: I was a HR manager in Marks and Spencers and the banking world as well. I always love working with people. But what took me on this journey was I learned about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And that for me is how you can create real shifts and transformation inside how we think, how we feel and how we act. And honestly, and I use this word a lot, real magic can happen as a result of that. So that's where my sweet spot is. It's about really working with business owners to recognize what makes them different, i.e. their personality, their values, what they actually want. How do we make sure that their mindset is supporting that? and then how do they follow the best plan for them so that they can stop spreading themselves too thin or thinking that they have to be an all-rounder doing everything? And that's what makes me different because I'm really about the business owner. And if we help them, as a result, their business flourishes.
1: For sure. So let's talk about your business and perhaps not doing all of the marketing things when it comes to your business. Where do you focus on promoting yourself?
0: What typically happens for me is collaborations, okay? And this is, again, very similar to the example I shared before with my client is where the real magic happens for me is when I actually get to have proper conversations with with individuals. And that might be whether we're actually having the conversation together or like me and you, we're having a conversation, right? But people listening to that can get a real sense of, you know, how my approach is, my philosophy, my thinking. And typically, when people see me in action, that tends to have so much more better results compared to me being in complete broadcast mode. Does that make sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. So like I've tied in the past, I'm going to show up and I'm going to, you know, and don't get me wrong, I still do snippets of that so that there is a bit of a presence, right? But honestly, if I'm having a conversation with someone on a podcast or in a group or you know in some kind of way that's so much more productive because actually for me it's in flow with my personality I just get to show up and add value or conversations and it doesn't feel like marketing in any way and some of my best clients that I love working with have come from seeing me speak at an event or listen to a podcast or you know somebody else heard me on their podcast and they went you need to speak to this guy and that's kind of where I choose to spend more of my time as well.
1: Great. And we kind of dived straight in at the beginning of the episode. So <laughs> I didn't actually ask you, where exactly are you based? Because I know we're both in Scotland.
0: I am in Glasgow. So I am just super excited. The fact that Adventures the Marketing is just a stone throw away in Edinburgh. Yeah. So hopefully people will enjoy my Scottish accent at those events. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, For sure. And I wonder if people can hear the difference between our Scottish accents, the West Coast and the East Coast, because it is quite distinctive to me, but then I really can't tell the difference between American accents. So who (laughs) knows? Who knows? Maybe we sound the same. (laughs) So we talked briefly about events there tell me uh, how much time do you spend doing things in person networking speaking all that good
0: stuff so I personally don't spend a lot of time going to networking events I choose if it's particular conferences I use that as an opportunity to obviously connect and that's kind of why I'm speaking at this event I know might be jumping ahead to one of your questions but you know Abby we caught up I remember distinctly as we were walking up the stairs, going to a session at a different conference, but Abby had seen me speak elsewhere at another event. She then saw me in action when we were in a mastermind event together and I was helping in that way. And that's where she reached out. She said, man, can you come and be a speaker? So does that make sense? Yeah. I used to go to events and honestly, early days I'd go right and it was really naive. I'd go, go to this event and come back and, you know, was it worthwhile? Well, actually I used to think it was worthwhile if i you know, I got business, but actually for me, it's not a numbers game. I can go to an event, there could be a thousand people, right? But if I walk away and go, I've had some really decent conversations, even with a small handful of people, right? That to me can be success in my eyes because it's about the ripple effect. It's about building that relationship you never know. He might know. And that might lead to a, you know, can you come on my podcast? Or I might go, actually, let me connect you with someone. For me, I'm all about relationship focus instead of just going out there and being everywhere, but doing it in a very kind of light touch way. That just doesn't work for me. And it doesn't feel authentic either for me either.
1: And in terms of your leads, as in actual paying customers, do you find that this is where they're coming from as well?
0: So if I look back to my my clients, most of my clients have either come from word of mouth, which is great. Obviously I've been in business for 16 years. So I've got that legacy slightly of, of people that I've worked with over the years and what they know. Yeah, But also it is very much in terms of, you know, if I track it back, it's typically someone that's seen me in action, whether it's speaking at an event on on a podcast or in a group doing like a, a masterclass or something like that, that for me is the best ways or it has been the best ways. I'm not saying that other ways couldn't work for me, but actually it's about just recognizing that's my sweet spot. And then it's interesting, right? Because there's also the intention behind how we can do different things. So let me just elaborate on that. So I have a podcast, I've had a podcast, it was 167 episodes, loved it, it went on a break. And it's now just at the time of recording, a new podcast is coming out under a different rebrand. But my intention of that was very, very clear. Okay, so I launched a podcast, but that wasn't for me to go, right, I want to get in front of lots of brand new people through that podcast. That would be the icing on the cake, right? But for me, it was about, hold on, when I connect with people, and you know, I love listening to podcasts, but can I give people an opportunity to really just get to know me more, right? So typically, if I was on somebody else's podcast, that's great, because it's like, they're a podcast listener. It's like, you know, if, if you resonate with what I'm talking about, come over, do you know what I mean? And I've got it. And what I noticed is when I had my podcast and I was doing it consistently, when people would then reach out to me to book in for a virtual cuppa. And I'll talk about that in a second as well. (laughs) It really made it so much easier because people are like, oh, I listened to your podcast after receiving your email after they came into the world. And, And the level of conversation and rapport was so much higher. So for me, the podcast was actually more about deepening a connection rather than just vanity download numbers or new subscribers. Does that make sense, Nikki? Yeah, completely. That's why I think it's important to recognize what are you doing, but also what game are you playing in that field? Because that's why it was an opportunity to really just go, hey, you know, you get to kind of like hear me and see if I am the right potential coach for you as well. And I also am very open. So for example, you know, I'm really, really, you know, um, open in terms of if somebody is listening to something that I say, whether it's speaking on a stage or on a podcast, I'm like, you know, if it resonates book in for a virtual cuppa. That's not a sales call, right? But it's a chance for you to kind of have a real two-way conversation. And I know for some business owners they are like, oh my God, that's a nightmare for me. I mean, or that doesn't connect or I'm already too busy. But actually, by me doing that, it shows that actually I'm a real person. I love having conversations. And for those that do take up that opportunity, I'm not saying that they always become clients, but it's just a really natural way. So it's about playing to your strengths and weaving that into your business activities.
1: Yeah, 100%. I certainly... Found as soon as I started the podcast, the customer journey immediately shortened. And the conversations, as you say, you could get straight into the nitty gritty Yeah, because they already know
0: a bit about you, don't they? It definitely makes a difference. I'm saying that, but I'm not saying that everybody should start their own podcast. Okay, am putting that as a no. caveat because it depends <laughs> on what your goals are. It depends on your intention because actually you might be better off based upon your personality and your vision, your goals to focus on a different marketing strategy. And that's really where I'm always coming back to Don't just do things willy-nilly, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But really be choosy and actually intentional with the decisions that you're making.
1: And it's your own marketing adventure.
0: It is, yeah, yeah, totally. Hence
1: the name of the event.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: So let's focus on the event for a wee bit. And what made you agree
0: to speak? First of all, uh, well, first of all, it was Abby, <laughs> your partner in crime. Yeah. It was like when I heard about the event, I was like, "Going, actually, it sounds great. It aligns with my philosophy." So again, when she talked about, it's not about coming and actually kind of leaving with like lots of to-do list. It's about how do we actually have that time that you're focusing on what's right for me, having that focus on implementation. And it was this adventure. So choose your own adventure. And I'm like, tick, tick, tick in that way. (laughs) Um, Obviously it is in Edinburgh and I'm like, perfect. And it does play to, as I say, my strengths and what I love doing. So like for me showing up there, I'm like, I just get to go and have fun. I get to hopefully connect with lots of other great business owners. And you never know what adventures and what ripple effect that will have. Do you know what I mean? In terms of me meeting new people, me connecting people and my world with other people. So I'm just looking forward to it, really. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. And I love seeing all the relationships that yeah. are, have evolved out of last year's event. And I can't wait to see what happens this year too. Now, exciting news gold star for you, because I can share that so far, you're one of the only speakers who has submitted your presentation for the event. So well done. Thank you. And what can attendees expect to hear you
0: speaking about on the day? So you'll hear me go into more about some of the themes that I've talked about. But for me, my session focuses all about how do we experience more business magic? Okay. And that's about really, as we're on that adventure, together on that day and afterwards. It's about recognizing what's right for you. Okay, so yes, it's kind of the, the overall theme is about productivity. But like I mentioned, it's not going to be about how do you squeeze more minutes into your diary. But I really want to take you on a journey around the three key pillars that I use with all of my clients. Okay, it's about really understanding what is right for you, i.e. your design. How do we understand what's important to you? How do you understand what your personality is, your vision and your goals? Use that is an anchor point to give you that clarity to go, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm focused upon. And then we'll be exploring, well, what's your mindset doing? Is it supporting you? Is it being your champion and cheerleader? Or is that actually sometimes getting in your way? So I'll talk about some practical things that we can do. If you are maybe doing a bit more comparisonitis than you'd like to, or you've got these internal stories that are maybe making you play small or starting and stopping certain things. So we'll be really focusing upon that sweet spot around your design, your mindset, and then also looking at, you know, the blessing about businesses, there's so many things that we can do, but that could also be a curse. So I really want to then focus on, well, actually, how can you become much more intentional with your actions and your strategies that you're going to follow so that actually it aligns back to your design, your mindset, and your entrepreneurial superpower. So I'll be touching upon the three elements of the the framework, as I say, that I use with all my clients. And it just gives that chance to have that clarity. You get to get much more productive in what you do and actually just make sure that it still does come back to does us feel like it's going to create magic for me and magical results and a magical experience. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in my session.
1: Excellent. And I love that there are going to be some real key takeaways for people. That is brilliant. Okay, thank you so much for sharing. You've been really generous with your time and your expertise. Where can people follow along with your journey online?
0: So you can find me on all the major platforms. So under Osman Sharif. So if you go to LinkedIn or Instagram, LinkedIn is kind of where I mainly kind of focus upon. So you're able to do that. And, you know, really look forward to connecting with you. I kind of give you a bit of a preview. The new podcast is coming out. So, you know, mm-hmm. watch out for that. You can obviously follow me and you'll get to know. But sneak peek, the new podcast is going to be called Your Business Quest because it is all about a journey. So look forward to tuning in there. There's also back episodes. If you're already wanted to go, you can search my name and you'll find that. But I'm excited to connect with you. Please do. As I say, I'm all about relationships. Reach out, send me a message. Let me know what I've said. Did anything resonate? And I look forward to hopefully also seeing you in person at the event.
1: That would be brilliant. And I'm definitely looking forward to meeting you at the event.
0: Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you there.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Lesman. Take care. Cheers. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode with Osman Sharif and I hope you're going to join us both along with a whole host of other speakers and business owners at Adventures in Marketing. It's going to be incredible and you can be part of it with us. Check it out now at adventuresinmarketing.uk. Straight after Adventures in Marketing, we'll be back into our usual schedule of podcasting and the next episode will be out on Friday the 9th of February. On that episode, I'll be chatting to Sophie Milliken, who has built, sold, and continues to build businesses, including Moja, her modern PR agency, where she and her team help their clients to raise their professional profile. Make sure you join us for that episode on Friday, live from 7 a.m. Until then, thanks again for joining us. Take care and keep marketing.